Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. It is eight minutes after four o'clock. You're still listening to Beyond the Headline with me, Aldrin Sampia. So as promised, we are next in conversation with um, the traditional Prime Minister of the Zulu Nation, Prince Mongosutu Butelezi, is joining us on the line. We'll be taking your calls as well on 011-714-2006. Your tweet at Aldrin Simpier and voice notes on 614 We are tracking the history as well as the heritage of um, the Zulu Nation, but also the role um, that the Prince has played in being the Prime Minister and what exactly are the duties of the Prime Minister. Those are some of the questions that I have. And as I've indicated a bit earlier on as well, is looking at um, the intersections between um, the royal family as well as politics of the day, whether it is politics of the day under the apartheid regime or politics of the day under the democratic regime. So those are some of the conversations that we'll be having today. As indicated, your calls are welcome as well as your voice notes as well as your tweets. Prince, um, thank you so much for making time for us and welcome to Beyond the Headline. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Let's uh, start. Good afternoon to the listen- listeners too. Thank you so much. Let's start off here with um, defining what the, when we speak about the traditional prime minister of um, the Zulu nation, what exactly is that? Because that's a phrase that really popped up, I think, a lot um, following the passing on of um, the king. No, but I don't think I was ever described in any other way except as, as traditional prime minister of the king. It's a position which ever since the kingdom actually was established, existed. For instance, although my ancestor was a senior advisor to the king, but the prime minister was Ngomanem Jeche. And when King Shara then assassinated King Dingane, then the prime minister was Jelagasumpisin Tuli. Then during King Pande's reign, then the prime minister of the king was Masipula Kamamba Changase. Then, when King Kajoyo accessed, I mean, acceded to the throne, uh, his prime minister was Nyamana Butelezi, who's my great great grandfather. And uh, Nyamana actually played a very long role because he actually got into the regiments of the Zulu regiments during the reign of King Tingane. And during King Pandes, King Pandey said he was his, the father of his children. What we saw what want because the royal children would be heard crying, and then the king, when king fired at Konotueng uh, residence, and they, they would say that Nyamana was thrashing, was giving them a whacking. So King Pandey said from that time, he said, Nyamana, from now you are the father of my children. And uh, to the extent that when the king offered the hand of one of his daughters, Princess Mtawai, the, bra- the sister to Prince Ham of Kongenecheni, Yamane declined and said, no, I can no longer marry one of your daughters because you said I'm their children. So they, that role should not be forgotten mm-hmm. in the background. So then when King Kajoy then accessed a love station, he then became the prime minister and, and commanded the regiments of the king. And um, King Kajoy Actually, when the Zulus were defeated on the 4th of July in Ilundi, then 
think Joe was whisked away. And the only, during the interregnum, the only people who presided over the Zulu nation was Myanmar Abtelezi, the former prime minister, together with the king's full brother, Prince Ndabo, uh, and it was the full brother to the king. So during that time, they were in charge, to the extent that when the king to exit, Okay, we seem to have a problem with the network over okay. there. We're going to try and re-establish the line um, to Prince okay. Mongosutu Butileze. Prince, there is a problem with the network coverage. We're going to try and re-establish um, that line. In the meantime, we can take some of your calls on 011-714-2006. Your tweet at Aldrin Simpia and voice notes on 614 Okay, Prince, I understand that we've re-established that line. We can um, go ahead. No, I haven't because uh, I think the... Some people, the, the thing that you should be interested in is, is how do I come into the thing? You see, I haven't reached that. I said that then during that time, then Myanmar Abtelezi acted during the interregnum with, with, together with the king's full brother. And then when King Dinsul took over, when King Dinsul was brought up actually at Myanmar's residence, actually, he was brought up there. And uh, then after that, um, then Myanmar. Man uh, then washed his hands when the king, that is King Tunisulu, attacked the Manjagazis. So then after that, there was a sort of a cooling of period between the sort of rift between the Butelezi family and the royal family mm. until King Solomon, Zulu, the son of King Tunisulu, actually invited my father Matole to... What you call adjudicate on a matter which was very difficult between two important people, Prince Nyaisa Gandabogo and Olumanaga Somapunga. Then in 1925, when the Prince of Wales came, that is the Prince of Wales who later became the King Edward VIII, visited Ashore. The Zulus were congregated there under the King, and the King then announced my father as the, as the Prime Minister, his Prime Minister, you see. Mm-hmm. Then when, when I grew up, then I was brought up in the palace of the, of my uncle, King Solomon. I grew up there. I was educated with these children, including the heir, which was Prince Nyanga Jesus, Cyprian Nyanga Solomon. Later, of course, when he took over in 1948, I only became the head of the Betelese clan in 1953. And at that time, then, there was a, 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 a what you call a, a cel- an unveiling of King Charles Tombstone. It was during that event that King Cyprian Pegasus appointed me his traditional prime minister. Mm-hmm. I was appointed by him and not by the late king. But the late king did not appoint his prime minister. Instead, he used me. I think I must address this issue because a lot of people, especially those who claim to be experts, you know, think that I say I inherited the position. I've already given the line of prime ministers. But then the king, Zulitini, Goodwill, Apeguzulu, used me as, as after, after the, what do you call, after we unveiled King Shara's uh, tombstone at, at, at Gautam. Mm-hmm. So I think I've answered the question fully then. <clears throat>
Then it, this involved me, you asked me about duties. Well, all sort of duties, even the, when the king communicates with Amakosi, he, he, he instructs me, he commands me to, to tell them, you know. And when, when we were in, installing, when we when, when doing other, 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 any of the traditional functions of the king, such as the red dance, such as the King Charles celebrations in, in September, such as the first fruit ceremony in December, even as personal things as between himself and the queens. When there's a problem, I'm invited. I did so with my cousin, the late King Cyprian Peguzulu, even between us, himself and Queen Machali. When Miss Machali was uh, what you call, uh, what you call uh, fired from the royal palace, mm -hmm. and even with the the late king, I did more than just communicating with the nation, but even with these personal matters with the queens, I, I actually, I'm always invited to adjudicate. Yeah. What would you then say is probably, uh, from just the top of your head, perhaps, one of those moments that really stand out where you had to come and mediate because of tension that was there, apart from what's currently happening, but speaking now historically... Okay, apolo yes. ap apologies, so, Prince. Uh, we're going to cut the line. We're going to try and get you on um, on on the phone, rather. We seem to have a problem with the network and the audio isn't clear at all. Um, we will be taking your calls as well. Remember on 011-714-2006, your tweet at Aldrin St. Pierre and um, your voice notes on 0614-104-107. This is um, valuable information, I think, for us as a country and um, for the Zulu Nation as well. So we want to get the, as much information um from the prince as possible and also making sure that the audio itself is clear. Hashtag SFMBTH Okay, um, we are going to try again um, with Prince Mangosutu Butelezu, who's joining us on the line, who is uh, the traditional Prime Minister of um, the Zulu Nation. Prince, you were telling us about one of those moments for you that really stand out historically in the role that you um, play as Prime Minister of the Zulu Nation. Absolutely, because um, when my cousin died, for instance, in 1968, I mean, his funeral arrangements and the person who was in charge of, of all the funeral rites was myself. I presided over that in 1968 when my late first cousin, King Cyprian Peguzul Nyangaziza, died in that capacity as his prime minister. So when he passed on, there is in the world people uh, were at variance with him and uh, he, he therefore traveled almost every other day or daily to, to my residence at Kwapindangen to, to ask me to support him, to help him, you know, even even to come to Nongoma, come and, and stand in with him and so on. So that, in fact, one of the lines of the praises of King Zoltini is Thank you, Ptelez, for your courage in struggling. They meant because of the activities that I did that resulted in his own, own enthronement. Then, then they, I've already described when he then started operating in the same capacity in which I operated under his father. That was at the 54 unveiling of King Charles' statue.
So um, I didn't just pop in then. I mean, I think even young people like you, Mr. Pierre, with Kochuripek, will know that m- many events will appear together. Many events, I'm sure you can, the SAPC can produce many, many uh, videos where we were always operating with him. He never attended or, or did anything that was important to the Zulu nation without myself. Mm-hmm. So then when he, when he passed on, I more or less just inherited those those positions because I was in that position and there was no one else where to do it. But everyone, the royal family expected me to continue just as I did when his father passed away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, and and when, <clears throat> when it comes to being a prime minister and, and looking back at the history that you've articulated now, um, can the prime minister ever be um, female considering that we've also had a regent, for instance, who is female? No, that has never happened. But it's true that there have female prime minister. We haven't had one because I've already mentioned the whole line of kings and stated who was their prime minister. You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM, weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Okay, and we have the Prince uh, back on the line. It's uh, now a telephonic call. Um, Prince, just the answer around um, the prime minister being being female. Is there something that precludes women from becoming prime ministers, considering the history that you've just articulated now of the prime ministership and all of them are male? No, I think that, of course, that is something about the gender issue. I think that an occasion is not reason where it was necessary to insult a human being was a female. I don't think that we can say they are precluded, but mm. but, but, but I, I, I think that uh, in, our, in our society, it is true that men have, have dominated in, in our society, mm. that men have been in charge and so on. You remember that in, according to what is called native law here, mm-hmm. women were, were, were called minors in fact, they couldn't own property until I changed that as chief minister. They couldn't even stay in the townships here. I changed the law, which said Theophilus Shepson, you know, actually passed, where women were, could own only their apparel. They couldn't own anything except the Mutu piece. The Mutu piece is, is one that when Lomona is paid, it's the 11th piece. Mm-hmm. That's the only property they have. So, I mean, that tells you the whole story then. In fact, that. If women were, were precluded to that extent, there was no chance of them to become a prime minister. Yeah, yeah. W- would, would you like to see that happen? Of course, I have no problem. In fact, in South Africa, I was the first government, if I may say in quotes, to appoint a, 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 you know, a female, mm-hmm. Dr. Mtalane, even before the, the apartheid government did, as a deputy minister of health in South Africa, I did that for the first time. Yeah. And, and currently, um, is there anyone, um, perhaps, that you are grooming, or, or how does it work? Who decides? No, but then then the king's choice. Yeah. In fact, I kept on telling the king, my late uh, grand nephew. I told him all the time that he must appoint his own prime minister. But he kept on using me, even at my old age. He kept on using me right up to the end mm-hmm. because you know something that tied me into this thing. Of course, are some things that I did as chief minister during the past era. You know, it was during that time, you know, when I wound up, you know, the, the previous was you look government under the apartheid era. Mm-hmm. In fact, then I, I passed a law taking all the bits and pieces that were left over 
when we dispossess of land as black people and put them under the under the Ngonyama yep. trust, and he was the trustee. So you, you can see from those things, it was not easy for him to, to get rid of me because for all those things which have still have controversy, Mm-hmm. If he felt that I should be there next yeah. to you. So, 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 so um, currently, are you having that conversation with uh, King Misuzul, Gazolitin? You mean, you mean actually, I, 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 yes, I've already met him yeah. only once, but he, he was he left for a week to to Swatini to to collect his things because he had been there prior to the passing away of his parents. Mm-hmm. But he's back now. Mm-hmm. Is, it so a converse, then, is it a conversation and, and, that you would be having with him? And I'm asking this also on the and, basis and, and, of... Uh, in, fact, in fact, I can tell you that today I'm, I'm tied up here because I have a meeting here in Uluni, which I couldn't cancel. But even today, he, he had actually sent a message that he wanted to see me, even today. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I, I, I apologize because I, I couldn't get out the appointment which I had before he approached me. Okay, then. When we come back, we're going to be taking the conversation um, further as well as the role that's played by the um, by the Prime Minister of um, the Zulu Nation in relation to um, the bridge that um, probably he establishes between um, the regime, whether it is the apartheid regime or the democratic regime, and what role it is exactly that the Prime Minister played. We'll be taking your calls as well, as I've indicated, on 011714-2006. Tweet at Aldrin Simpia and voice notes on 0614-104-107. It's time for the news headlines with Greg Hoss. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Okay, so Prince, uh, before we go to the lines on zero one one seven one four two double zero six, the question around the role that the Prime Minister would have played in um, during the apartheid regime um, under, for instance, uh, King Cyprin, and then also moving into um, the reign of uh, King Goodwill Zelitini. I read an excerpt from a book by John um, Labend, who writes about the eight Zulu kings, and I just want to quickly read it and hear what you have to say on it. He says that Solomon and Cyprin worked uneasily with the colonial and apartheid governments to regain some of their status, and King Goodwill Zuelitini succeeded in having the Zulu monarchy recognized by the post-apartheid state. Okay, yeah. Could you please uh, repeat the question? Okay. So, so, Prince, what I wanted to hear from you is the role that the Prime Minister um, would have played um, yourself under the kingship of uh, King Cyprin. And I was reading an excerpt from a book by John Labend, and I'm going to read it again. This is what he says. He says, Solomon and Cyprin worked uneasily with the colonial and apartheid governments to regain some of their status, and King Goodwill Zuelitini succeeded in having the Zulu monarchy recognized by the post-apartheid state. Your take on that and what role you would have played in all of that. Can you, can you repeat the question in here? I'm oh, sorry, Mr. Ampia. Oh, no, no problem, Prince. So during the kingship of um, King Cyprin, um, and John speaks here about an un- uneasy um, work relationship with the colonial and apartheid government to regain the status of um, the Zulu monarchy. Can you just describe to us what role you would have played in all of that or what your observation was during that period? And then we'll move on to the period we, 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 of we, King we should, Goodwill Zuelitini. Can you, can you repeat the question, Miss? I'm sorry, you know, because of my age. 
no 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 problem at all no no problem at all so what role did you play as prime minister or what was your observation as prime minister under the kingship of king cyprian who john says worked uneasily with the colonial and apartheid governments who john laband who is a historian what did he say He says that King Cyprian worked uneasily with the colonial and apartheid governments to regain some of their status. Yes, of course I did. I don't apologize at all for it. Because you must remember, Mr. MP, that I, I belong to the family, apart from my position as Prime Minister, that King Solomon, King Tinsu's heir, had a brother, Prince Mshieli, the same father and mother, and Princess Makoko, Mantiti, Constance, my mother. So uh, that those two roles ca- can be conflated, in fact, because I was the king's prime minister, I mean the late king, but I was also his uncle too, as well. So mm-hmm. when, when during the apartheid era, of course, I was still his prime minister. But then, in fact, it's interesting, I'm sure to the listeners, to know that the Zulu people were the last ones comply with the homeland policy because we rejected it because after all I was a member of the ANC myself and it was only after even even taking over the, the Bukos or chieftainship of the Vitelezi I was already abandoning it because my leader Albert Mutuli was actually deposed he was defenestrated because he was he was a leader of the ANC and I thought I had no opportunity to because I also was a member of the ANC and it was amazing for me because at the time my mother and someone to pick me up in Durban where Rolly Arnstein a member of the SACP and and the longest band person in South Africa was going to article me to do articles because I was running away but he was in course Albert Lutuli himself and 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 and, and, and Walter Sulu our secretary general who said no my position was strategic for the liberation of the people of South Africa because he was very senior mm-hmm. I must take it so i took it up under those conditions and the apartheid up regime did everything to try to obstruct me i was shadowed by the security branch you know my passport was taken away for nine years uh, all kinds of things that that happened to me you see but at the same time i was still the king's prime minister so therefore sometimes you know our people in other areas you know our brothers say in the eastern cape and other provinces sometimes say that our king is treated differently especially mm-hmm. i should defend even mr zuma because it has nothing to do with with the with the anc government it has nothing to do with mr zuma because he was a zulu but it's because of these two positions because even when the homeland policy was set up because Albert Lutulen and Oliver Tambo were at Wardville you know, in Pinoni mm-hmm. and I had a sister who was married to a, 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 a doctor from the Eastern Cape Extras uh, Mafu Dutuana and actually they sent Tropas Tsuwande a very prominent leader who during the first part after 1984 he was the interim leader of the ANC in, in Gauteng they sent him during that time to to talk to my sisters to say they were instructing me as a member of the ANC not to refuse in spite of the fact that our movement the ANC rejected the homeland policy 
They said that I should, I should not refuse if other Makosi, like me and other delegates from, from other districts, I should agree. That's how I became then chief minister. So I was playing both roles at the same time. So I was able to do the things that I did for the king, like building palaces for him, like collecting Lamola for the late region. I, I went to the Amakosi to get cattle to, to pay dowry for King Sopuza's daughter. Mm-hmm. And things. While I was chief minister at, in Ulundi at the same time. You know? So that's, that, I think it, I'm glad that you asked me this question, Mr. Because people don't understand how I, I played the role. Because sometimes they forget that the king was my nephew too. Because yeah. his father was my first cousin. Okay, let's quickly go to the line zero one one seven one four two double zero six. Doctor Stoller, good afternoon. Hi, Doctor Stoller, can you hear us? Okay, um, let's go to Cyril. Um, Doctor Stoller, I'm here. I can hear. Sure, you. sure, we can hear you now. You can go ahead. Thank you so much. I wanted to say that uh, our ancestors are going to bless you abundantly, uh, Adrian, for for blessing us with the presence of Umtuanora Pindangen in Kosumangosutu. And I, I want to talk to Umtuanora not directly to him, I'm going to talk to him via you, Adrian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, went to, I went to see Umtuanora um, Pindangen last year, in February. I was doing a, I'm doing a biography on Inkosumagate. Was a uh, he, he he lived. He was the, uh, the in course for over seventy years. And what Inter- when I left there with that interview, I was so deeply touched. But what I heard from Mumtana Pindangen, and I want to say this that um, had he not been alive today, uh, and 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 had the the king passed away, and 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 if Mumtana was not around today. Mm-hmm. We don't know, Tina, as Zulus, what would have become of this kingdom. And and I thank our gods and our ancestors for keeping you alive, um, Dona Pinangen. And I also want to say that um, when I left, I told you, Dr. Ngulunga, that you know very well, that I wish I had, I had seen you 10 years before, because I would, have re- I would have written a book about you from what I had. The fact that we still have this Zulu kingdom that is respected is because of the role of we are not in the same political party, I'm in the ANC, but I, we, we are Zulus and I know the role that he has played. And and, and my message to Mdwana is that if there's one thing that we, we must protect, is this one set of our land that we have that was taken, the rest was taken from us by the colonial regime. Okay. And uh, in Gonyama Trust, I'm not going to comment about whether how it's managed, but if there's one thing that you must tell Silumisizul uh, uh, is to make sure that we don't lose what we have. Okay. Actually, on, on that particular point, um, Prince, I don't know if you've had the, this co- the conversation with uh, King Misuzulu as yet around uh, Ingonyama Trust, because some people have argued and said because, um, because the king has passed on, um, that there might be added pressure now to let go of Ingonyama Trust. Uh, you know what? Just two days ago, just on Thursday and Friday, all Amakosi, you know, were about 300 of us, were convened at a meeting convened by the chairperson of the Ngonyama Transport. You know, that is former judge, J. 
Jerome C. Pongwenya in Durban just, just last week. And we talk about these things, about the fact that now we all recognize Ngonyama, Umishizulu, Shingobile, Kazulichini as our king. And that they're all determined to actually support the Gonyama Trust land. In fact, we're, we're talking specifically under, under actually the auspices of the Gonyama Trust Board. Mm-hmm. But then, Mr. Uh, Sampia, you asked me about talking to about him, but I've already explained that, you know, after the wills were read and after the royal family accepted him at a meeting I presided over, he then went to a uh, into college thing. If just now, as you speak now, I've received, you know, his, uh, his itinerary, I mean, occasions where dates on which he wants me to, to be present. Okay. Um, let's go to Cyril joining us from Cockstart. Hello. Good afternoon, Prince Katja Butelezi. Uh, I want to commend you as but a... But I, I can't exception now to call me chief because that's a colonial term which we legislated out of existence long ago. So no one is called the chief here. He should Oh, sorry, the Prince. Prince Katja Butelezi. It's Cyril Gangadini. I'm a visor of uh, Adam Cox's uh, age. Uh, I want to commend you the, how, the way you handle things peacefully for the Zulus. Uh, but I want to ask you a question. Yes, uh, please. Yes. You are aware of the Act 3 of 2019 where the Khoisan is coming in, where the Greekos will apply. Now, mm. what I wanted to ask, uh, will you support that the Khoisan must have a separate bill like the former mm. president Mbeki? I'm saying that day because... If we follow this at the way it stands, in the house of our province, the Greek law in, in any province, if we apply to this act, we will be, especially because in Natal, we will be overwhelmed because of the minority. So would you support that we should have a separate bill? And do you support that this Greek land must be restored to the Greek laws under the system sure. that Adam Koch ran? Okay, thank you. surely. Thank you so much, Cyril. Y- yes, so, Prince? Wh- wh- why not, sir? I mean, if all of us are recognized in that way, why would the Khoisan people not? In fact, at present, we've got the Khoisan you know, bill just before Parliament, just now. And you know exactly that whenever even the National House, the leaders or Amakos of the Khoisan people attend with us. And we recognize them and accord them the same respect mm-hmm. as we accord any other equals. Okay. Um, finally, um, Prince, let's quickly touch on some of the developments or current affairs. Um, in relation to the royal family and uh, the court case, court application by the two princesses, um, has there been a decision that has been taken by the royal house on how to respond to it? No, I mean, the, the case was had on, fri- on Friday in Peter Marysburg. And of course, there was no, they wanted to interdict, they wanted, to, they were asked for an interdict to prevent the coronation of the king because they claimed that the signature of, of our late monarch, King Zoltini Goodwill, because they said it's not his signature, but, but actually, Mr. Krobla was present when the king is still alive. And all of us who have worked with him throughout his lifetime, you know, know that that was definitely his signature. We don't even need experts to tell us that it was his signature. So we're very happy that 
the what do you call the, the court did not entertain their interdict. Mm-hmm. So, so the position is that the king is on the throne. I've just told you about the itinerary already. I mean, rather the the, the schedule for, mm-hmm. for, for for next week where, where he wants me to be present. Yeah. Does the itinerary include a coronation? Pardon? Does the itinerary include a coronation? Oh no, of course, because of our conquest, you know, you know, before our kings did not get government approval, but because of our conquest in Ulundi on the fourth of July, eighteen seventy-nine, then you know our king was defenestrated, and after that, of course, each time we're going to be recognized by the government. Mm-hmm. So that that is the only thing that is left over. But from the Zulu side, everything, even Amakos last week, acknowledged the fact that he's on the throne now. Yeah. So, so we're waiting that to us. That is as a formality which was done. Sure. You might like to say it's a de jure thing, but de facto he's, he's our king now. Okay. Um, then, Prince, there's another issue that I'd like to quickly touch uh, touch on. Um, the last time you and I had an interview, you you you, you said to me that um, you had planned to meet with the president uh, Cyril Ramaphosa around um, to amend relationships between the IFP as well as the ANC. You mentioned this quite recently as well, and you said before you close your eyes, you'd like this issue to be dealt with. How far Absolutely. are you with that? Absolutely, I'm glad you know, Miss. Some people that you ask me that question because I think it's important for our country because our country being such dark straits, we need unity, even if we differ, you know, in views. And in my case, in Qatar, was structured on the ideas of the ANC as propounded by the founding fathers in 1912. Dr. Pixley was married to my aunt, a sister to my. Mother, a daughter of King Tinizulu, the eldest daughter of King Tinizulu. And I told you that when I was doing my trick at Arab's College, he, his, one of his eyes was removed. He had a cottage in near the palace. And I used to write his letters. He used to dictate to me. And I was one of my mentors in course, Albert Lutuli. And in fact, it was, of course, Albert Lutuli who, together with Tambo, said to me, because our movement, which is the African National Congress, said, that you know, although we, we don't support this policy, but rather than that, there should be someone that can be manipulated by the by the Afri- by the uh, what do you call the the apartheid regime. Mm-hmm. They said I, as a cadre of the ANC, must go in and, and undermine the thing from within. So I became. So that's how I felt then when I when we had that interview that I, I had in fact approached uh, what you call uh, His Excellency President Cyril Matamela Ramaphosa. In his capacity as, as as president of the African National Congress, yeah. that I, I got very fed up in Parliament because each time the speaker adjourned, then the the leaders, such as my, my friend um, Mr. Matasha, would cross and come to me and say, "You know, you, you never, you didn't resign from the ANC," and I said it was not a matter to be dealt with flippantly like that, because in fact they are the ones were actually owe me an apology because they got their researcher to write, you know, a defamatory libelous book about me, Kaja, a chief with two agendas, which even now is the Bible of some of them, where they denigrate me, where they defame me, where they denigrate my family and so on. And I said that I need, you know, because personally, even now, you know, the colors of the Nkata are the same as those of the ANC because... Mm-hmm. In, 
ANC is our movement. It's our movement. It's the movement of the of Inkata as well. So that matter, you asked me the question, when, how far is that matter? Yeah. In fact, just recently, because of COVID, this COVID, which disrupted it, because we did have a, a long meeting, about three hours or so, with, with the President Ramaphosa in his house in Durban, and, and, and I gave him a lot of material, including that book, mm-hmm. that he must look at that yes. book and, and tell me, and I want the ANC to tell me whether that is their view of me, actually, and of the roles which I played on the instructions of Inkosa Al-Majitul. That is, that is their thanks for me for doing that and for undermining apartheid. Mm-hmm. After all, I, I'm the one, actually, that black people in this country owe their status because we, by rejecting apartheid, Mr. Clark admitted that they abandoned the grandiose apartheid because the Luzulus as the largest ethnic group rejected it. And, and there was no way of forcing it because we rejected it. And we had already started a government in which whites and colors and Indians in this province already. Did you already say that black the, people owe the, you? They, they owe me because, I mean, they were made... This was the biggest scheme by the apartheid regime to to actually dispossess all black people of their citizen and to make them foreigners in the in their country by making them, you know, citizens in in distant pieces of thirteen percent of thirteen percent while they are holding eighty seven percent for themselves. Okay. So when I rejected apartheid, then that that ended that status of people who had passports in the Transkai, in Maputa, Tswana, in Kazakul, they had, they had passports, in, not in Kazakul, I'm sorry, but in Vanda, Maputa, Tswana, they had passports, they were no longer citizens. Many Africans came to, from the Eastern Cape to me to, for me to give them pieces of testifying that they were Zulus in order to get passports when they wanted to go overseas because we were South Africans. Because was Zulus never a Bantustan. And the ANC is dishonest, some of them, when they call me a Bantustan leader, because I rejected that. I blocked it with the, the boundaries of Wazuru uh, as they were in 1970 when we entered this Yeah. Country. Okay. Um, is there any intention to have a combined apology uh, from the IFP and the ANC to black South Africans? I think I told you, Ms. Pierre. I told you. You know that the ANC okay. leaders went to Vietnam to learn how to conduct what they call the People's War. You know that it is they who came Mm -hmm. and imposed the People's War on the rest of us. Yeah, but we've also agreed, though, that the history shows us that that there are people who have been killed by IFP members as well. Give me a chance. So I'm going to ask again. No, let let me answer the question. No, give me a chance. And and then the the IFP was involved also in the... Because there was... Violence and there was counter violence. There was preemptive violence on both sides. This thing gained its own momentum. Yeah, so was there was preemptive violence on both uh, sides. Do you think that you there should be an apology then from both sides to black South we Africans are, in we particular? We are not fair to the listeners because you must allow the listeners to make me finish and then you can say anything, Mr. Mp. I don't mind you saying anything of your views, but don't interrupt me, please. Don't. I told you at the interview with SAFM, I told you that at the, at, the, at the TRC, I actually said that in spite of the fact that I did not orchestrate violence, and, but members of the, of the, of the IFP were, were actually involved in 
some of them in a defensive role, but I said that I apologize to the people of South Africa. I said so to you, and I, and I said so publicly at the GRC. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, Prince Mongosutubutileze there, that is um, the traditional Prime Minister of um, the Zulu Nation. Apologies, we are way, 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 way late for news. Um, Greg Hose, standing by. Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sampia on SAFM, weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Okay, um, so we have managed to um, get the prince back on the line. Um, it seemed to have cut a bit earlier on. So we have the prince back on the line. Just uh, to conclude the conversation that we're having a bit earlier on, Prince Mangosutu Butelezi, who is uh, the traditional prime minister of uh, the Zulu nation. Prince, you were saying earlier on that you had apologized before at the TRC commission. What is it that you apologized for? For all the violence that was unleashed, by black people, other black people. Because it was not my idea. Even now, we say Inkata is structured on the ideals of the African National Congress as propounded by the founding fathers in 1912, on the 8th of January 1912, of conducting the struggle through nonviolence, you know, and negotiation. So mm-hmm. I always say we have stuck to, to that. But when the violence took place, it was not orchestrated by myself. But nevertheless, I must take responsibility because Nkata was actually, I was in the leader of Nkata in Kulego at that mm-hmm. time. So I have to apologize for that, but I have never ratified or ordered the killing of any person mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't ask for any blanket amnesty as much as the leader of the ANC asked for a blanket amnesty for most of the senior leaders, of the, without disclosing what they did, too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you will ask them, too, what they did when you, when you get the opportunity to, to ask them. Mm-hmm. So, so when, when you apologize for, uh, for the killings of black South Africans by members of the IFP, do you know who orchestrated it because it wasn't you? Good Lord. It's the same peer. Are we going, going through the same acrimonious uh, interview we had with you before. I told you before, even in this interview, I said there was violence. I told you how the violence came about. I said that we've never, in fact, I never sat down to say, let's go and kill anybody. No such resolution. Whereas the ANC went to Vietnam to learn how to conduct a, a people's war which they conducted with the UDF and unleashed it against, not only against Nkata, but against the PAC and other, and other, other people. But, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but now to ask me who, who did, I've said that once there was violence, I said to you when we interviewed me first time, I said the only thing I said, which I, I don't deny, I said that in our jurisprudence, anyone is allowed to defend himself and his loved ones. And I said that they must not lie down and be killed lying down. They must defend themselves. And for that, of course, that is what I apologize for. So who orchestrated um, the, the murders? In simple English, I've said, this thing gained its own momentum. I've told you who started it, and I've told you that there was counter-violence, there was preemptive violence on both sides, now, when you say that I don't know what more I need to say, 
Um, you, um, Prince, like if you look at the history, for instance, the examples that we've made before of looking at um, on the East End specifically, which is an area where, where, where I once lived as well, is clearly it was coordinated. You know, it, it wasn't just sporadic. So from the information at your disposal, were you able to ascertain who were behind um, the orchestration of those murders. Are, are, are you implying that I, I orchestrated it? No, 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 no. I'm not. Because not not must, at all. Must, I'm, must no, just no. point a finger at me if no. you think I orchestrated it. No, no, no already, I, I'm not. I'm Mr. Champier, I've already told you that thing was unfortunate because there was violence. Sure. There was counter-violence. There was preemptive violence from both sides. I was not in the East in what you call mm-hmm. even t- terrible things like Boy Poitong yes. uh, were not conducted by the IFP. The hostage people that go Matala attacked people, you know, and killed people, innocent people. That was not occasioned by myself. But you know that the woman was in love with, with what you call from with one of the Matala white people. Mm-hmm. And they killed that woman and opened it and they said they wanted to see the little culture in his in a t- tummy. And many other things that happened. I was not there, I was not part of it. Now to cross examine me about in issue who 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 was behind it in is to ignore what I've already told you, that there was violence there. I've told you East Genesis, violence, there was counter-violence, mm-hmm. there was preemptive violence on both sides. Yeah. And that's the reason why I apologize, because members of Incarta did kill members of, of the article, some members of the mm-hmm. ANC. Members I, I'll tell you, Prince, what, what I find difficult is that as the leader of the IFP, um, who was also the prime minister to, um, to the king, um, that you say that I was not the one who orchestrated it, and I accept that I was the leader of the IFP, and I apologize for what has happened. If, but if it, you, can't just, it, it can't just if, end at if, that. If, uh, Prince, please allow, evidence, please, please allow me to, have, please, please allow you, me to if, finish. If you, if you have evidence to that effect, why don't you tell the people of South Africa? Why don't you accuse me publicly? I'm not accusing you, you Prince. And, and give evidence to let, that. Let, let, let me know, finish. I'm, I'm tired. I'm getting tired. I'm going to walk out of this thing. Let, let me finish. I'm going to walk out of this thing because originally when you asked me, you said you wanted to talk to me about the heritage about, but yes. now you, you have, this is your this, favorite subject because this, you this want me part, to be, this to be is the part, villain of the piece. No, this is part of um, the the history of the Zulu nation, um, the yes. politics of it as well that is that is played out. So my question is then, you, you, as you know the leader what? of the IFP, you know, when you when you yeah. say that I was not the one who orchestrated it, were you able no, to find out but, who uh, were the people but, behind but, it? But I, I did encourage people to defend themselves. And I yes. couldn't be in all places. I'm not God. I'm not omni, 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 omniscient and, you know, and everywhere. I'm not God. I mean, I said, said to the Zulu people must defend themselves. The Zulu people too, too were, were murdered. I mean, if, yes. they, if they had what you call in their ears, if their ears were cut, they were killed. Hmm. Some were given what you call a rand and they say, what is this? And because Zulu people can't say rand, they would say Ilan, and they would be killed for that. You know, this is a long thing and complicated thing that we are trying to start now. Because that thing was unfortunate, it was said. Just now, we seemed as if we were interested in us having peace in this country by asking me about approaching the, the leader of the ANC yeah. and, the, and our head, head of state. We're doing that already, but we are taking things which are, which are not there, you know. Because we are just after, you know, Pointing at me as as occasionally missing. No, that that's not my intention. I did, I, in, in fact, um, Mr. Asampier, I did ask at the TRC. I said if if I'm guilty of anything, I should be charged. 
Mr. Mbeki, on behalf of the ANC, actually requested an, a blanket amnesty mm-hmm. without disclosing what they did. But you are busy on me when I've said so. Even now, if you have evidence, you can charge me even now. But don't, don't be pestering me about something I've answered already to you. No, I've said that but Prince, you're not allowing me to finish my question. You're not allowing me to finish my question. So my point is that you are the leader, were the leader of the IFP. You are also the prime minister to, to the king. And there were but, Zulu people who were killed and there were Zulu people who were killing, who were also, were also murderers. You accept uh, and you say that, that indeed there were IFP people, IFP members who killed other people and for that you apologize. And you apologize for that. And that's understandable. But then we need to go further and say that where do we, who do we blame? Who is being held accountable? Because nobody has been held accountable for the black on black violence um, that, that you have spoke, that you have spoken on. Um, FWD declared the former president also when I had an interview with him said to me that, listen, we haven't really focused on the issue of black on black violence in this country and the historic nature of it as well. So here I am asking you again, who is to blame? Who should be held accountable? Maybe you should play God yourself and say who is. Why don't you play God and, and tell us who is? Because the king actually did not instruct me. The prime minister of the Zulu people carries out the commands and instructions of the king. Mm-hmm. King Zulikini, goodwill, Kapegu Zulu, Kasolomon, Katin Zulu, Katechuayo Kampande, Kasazakonakachama, never instructed me to kill, to uh, orchestrate any violence. So on that side, there was no instruction to me as prime minister, as you are put, putting that blame on me as prime minister, to say I, I must okay, conduct the Zulu people and okay, say them to kill other people. He never did that. Okay, Prince, I, I think maybe we, we, we're not understanding each other, but let's, let's quickly move then from this point. Um, just quickly then on the issue around um, Ingonyama Trust. Um, there's an article in the Mail and Guardian um, that speaks about historically, um, for instance, how you've constantly said and you've made the point to say that, listen, um, Ingonyama Trust was not a deal to have the IFP on the, on the ballot paper. That was not part of the deal. Um, but in this article in the Mail and Guardian, they go further to say that on May the 20th, 1994, news of the Ngonyama Trust broke in the national press. Mandela issued an official statement denying any knowledge of it. Derek Hanukom, who had replaced Furi as Minister of Land Affairs, told Efra News that he was shocked. The land that was KwaZulu-Natal is no longer state land. It's private ownership held in the trust by the king. Can it be reversed? We'll have to see what to but do. Just quickly then on... on, on Ask one question at a time. Yeah. You see, because like this, at my age of 92, to, 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 to we got a long statement about different things. I won't be able to answer that. Okay. Now, so, so, let me let answer this question, seriatim, one after the other, not, not okay. you lecturing me and then saying that, that is a question. Okay. No, I, I was reading a portion of the article um, that um, former President Nelson Mandela said that the state is, said that um, the ANC had absolutely no knowledge of the Ingonyama Trust. What's your understanding uh, well, which, of how? Which is not, which in fact is not true, mm-hmm. because Mr. De Klerk, then President of the country, then His Excellency Nelson Holisacha Mandela, who was then the President of the ANC, His Majesty King Goodwill Zelteni. Went into the bush. Mangosho Chubutelezi went with them, with our ministers, 
to talk about the international mediation, which I propose on the institution of the monarchy, that the monarchy must have a place in the future democratic South Africa. Because other countries like Uganda have done that with Toro and Uganda condoms. You know, I said that. But, but then what happened is that, 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 that then we all agreed that there should be international mediation. Then there were two spokesmen for the ANC and the, and the, and the National Party. That is, his excellency, Mr. Ramaphosa, mm-hmm. and the Honorable uh, Rolf Mayer. Mr. Rolf Mayer. They are the one who torpedoed an agreement which we concluded in Skukuza, in the bush, with all these people, and said, no, this means rewriting the new constitution. Because at that point, then, then I said, we said that in Qatar we're not going to elections because of that. Mm-hmm. And it's, no, it's nonsense for you. I mean, if you read newspapers so religiously, why are you not aware that, the, in fact, the mail even apologized for some of the things? Because Mr. Clegg actually issued a statement Actually, say debunking the nonsense and propaganda that I that that in fact uh, there was a deal between the two of us. Mm-hmm. The agreement of putting Carter going to elections happened on the nineteenth, nineteenth of, of of April. Yeah, through the intervention of an academic from Kenya, Okumu, Washington Okumu, and uh, we agreed then that, uh, that in Carter should go to elections. It had nothing to do with, with this. We don't need permission. At that time, the constitution of, of, of South Africa allowed the, the existence of Wazulu Legislative Assembly. And I went to my Legislative Assembly and passed this law. Mm-hmm. And because we're South Africans, because we're not a Bantustan, I had to go to the head of state of South Africa by the name of F.W.T. Clark, who then signed the law because he had, which was not a favor. All the laws of Kwazulu were signed by the head of state, unlike Transkai, Uputazwana, Venda, mm-hmm. which were signed by their, their president because they were independent. I was not independent. Mm. Considering the politics at the time, what would you say would have been the intention of um, the ANC, for instance, to argue and say that they have no knowledge of negotiations around um, the Ngonyama Trust? I, I would like to say that if, the, if, the, if whoever it is says in the ANC is telling a blatant lie, because... At that meeting at Kukuza, we they were informed about the fact that we were going to do Some of the ministers were present with us. There mm-hmm. are photographs, in fact, which you, where you can see us together with some of the ministers who were informed about this at, at Kukuza. Mm-hmm. So if they say they don't know, they are lying. Okay. No, Prince, um, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Um, that is Prince uh, Mangosutu Butelezi, traditional prime minister of um, the Zulu nation. So we're going to be taking some of your voice notes on 0614-104-107. But for now, let's go to a quick break.